0: Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I hope you guys are having a good week. How many of you listened to Monday's episode with Susie Moore? She is fantastic. She's amazing. I love that conversation. I just, I love when she said, I think the universe wants it to be easy, but we make it hard. I was like, yes, yes, so much. Yes. I feel like all the time people are arguing for their limitations and they're talking about why it won't work. And I'm sitting on the other end of the table, showing them all the ways that they could possibly get out from underneath that weight. And I think that we do make it hard. I feel like somewhere along the line, all of us got this message that like, when you grow up, You have to be a little miserable. Or if you're making money, it means you're definitely suffering. And that's what it is. It's paying your dues. And I just feel like now in my life, the people around me who are successful, it is like she said, it can be easy. And when I say easy, it doesn't mean it's easy street, like it's not hard work, like they're not hustling, like they're not showing up and putting in effort, but easy in the sense that it's a pleasure, that the work you're doing is a joy. It's pretty simple. It's like every day asking yourself, how can I serve? How can I add value? We each have a treasure trove inside of us of things that we can get busy figuring out how to express and give to the world. And like we've said before, money is like Seth Godin said, it's a story we made up. We called paper money. We gave it value. But money is just something we're calling value. And That gets exchanged for value. You know, back in the day when ships would come to port, they would exchange some beads for some avocados, you know, value for value. So inside of you is value. It's so much. You are sitting on a gold mine and it's about figuring out how you're going to share All the ways that you can give to the world. Are you going to make something? Are you going to create an evening? Are you going to put together an event? Are you going to be helping put together a bunch of artists in a co-op? Are you going to be putting together an experience? Are you going to be teaching something? There's so many ways that we can serve the world. And I think that the way that it gets hard is because we don't listen to the hunches. We don't trust our intuition. We don't lean into what feels right. But I promise that the more that you do, you're going to see that things just start to show up and doors start to open, and that's you getting into the flow, getting into alignment. So today, once again, we have the pleasure of hearing from one of you, talking to our listeners, and I love doing this. So we're going to talk to another one of our listeners who started listening to the show and started to really put some fire behind her ideas and saw things come to life. And she's been able to quit her job and now do this full time. And we're going to hear her story of how she created her own coffee company. It's just so neat that week after week, everybody has a different interest and a different passion project. And that to me is just another indication that everybody came to this world to add a different flavor. And we need you. And it's irrelevant what someone else is doing. If somebody else is a gymnast or somebody else has a yoga studio or somebody else is a professional potter, It's not relevant. You need to do your work in this world. So if one path isn't working out, maybe it's because that's somebody else's work and your work is somewhere else. So I'm excited to dive into this. If you feel like you have a story that you want to share, please share it. Send us an email to hello at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com and put in the subject line listener success story and share with us what's happened to you and what's become of these ideas since you've been listening to this podcast, because I want to celebrate it. I want to interview you and how many of you have bought your tickets to the Dreamtopia workshop? It's going to be two full days of inspiration and healing and clarity. You are not going to want to miss this. We are actually doing right now a flash sale. Um, you have until midnight. And if you go ahead and go to dreamtopiaworkshop.com and use the code flash sale, all one word, you can get a ticket to this two-day event for only $99. So I highly, highly suggest that you do. I know that you're going to be hearing from people who went to this event that it was life-changing. And you will leave this event feeling on top of the world and so clear about how much you have to give to the world and some strategies of how you're going to go ahead and take the next step and see it come to life. So this $99 investment of two days with me and some of the incredible speakers who've been on the show, you are going to leave there with so much. And I cannot wait to hang out with you for two days. So please go ahead, get your tickets. Before they sell out, go to dreamtopiaworkshop.com. You can find the link in the show notes. And if you use the code sale, you can get the tickets for this two-day event for just $99. All right. So let's talk about today's episode. Today, we're talking to Zanetta Cook. She's the founder of Kitty Town Coffee, which is a coffee roasting company that names all their coffees after their cats. Super cute, right? And what I love about Zanetta's story is that she doesn't just roast coffee because she loves it. And it wasn't even like she had this childhood dream to have this coffee company, but she does it because it gives her a way to create connections to other people. She wants to serve other people. And she just had a hunch that she maybe wanted to try roasting coffee one day. And she never thought it would turn out to be what it is. But wait till you hear what's happened. There's some really awesome moments in this story. I know you're going to love this. So without further ado, here's my conversation with the lovely Zanetta Cook. Hi, Zanetta. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, Kathy. Thanks so much for having me. It's a real pleasure. Uh, Well, it's a real pleasure for me. I'm so happy to have you. So why don't we just back up and just tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to the place that said, all right, Zanetta. We're going to start to build this business. Just give us a little bit of that journey.
1: So I was born in Hawaii, and uh, I moved around a lot as a kid. And finally, we ended up in Pennsylvania. That was after my parents got divorced, unfortunately. Uh, mm-hmm. So that was kind of an interesting Change from Hawaii to Pennsylvania. Yeah. So um, I was actually homeschooled for my whole life, except wow. for first grade. And I got into this place where I really didn't have a lot of friends. It was very lonely. And I was so painfully shy. I barely spoke if people spoke to me. Wow. <laughs> like I was that shy. So um, when I went to uh, college, I decided to study psychology. So I was there and um, I had to pay my for school on my own. So I decided to graduate a full year early to save money. So I graduated in three years, Mm -hmm. and I worked almost full time hours while I was there. Um, So that definitely taught me that I could do hard things, but I became like this stress ball. So when I graduated from college, I got a corporate job, I was done with my job around four paid really well. But it wasn't very fulfilling you know for a while i was enjoying that but then i got to the point where i would get home at 4 and i'd be like okay so i guess netflix <laughs> that's all I could think to do because I didn't really know what I liked to do anymore. Mm. So my husband, thankfully, he had a very positive influence on his life in entrepreneurship uh, through his grandfather. So he was like, hey, like, why don't you try starting a side business? Like, it'll be something that maybe we could do together. It'll be fun. And I resisted for a long time. But then I was like, okay, sure, we will try it. So we started a tech company cuz he's an engineer and we actually came up with the product while sitting on our couch. So we did no user testing, asked no questions to anybody. He just like went to the basement and built it and it was my job to try to sell it. Mm-hmm. So I would go to networking events and I would try to meet people and I'd just try to pedal it on them. So that didn't work, of course. And I got really sick of trying to um, sell this thing that just wasn't selling. So finally, I was like, okay, I just need to take a break. I just need to stop. I'm not passionate about this. People don't want it. We have to figure this out. So while we were taking a break, I had this memory from when I was in high school. I was walking down the street one day, and I saw a coffee shop that had a coffee roaster sitting in the window. And I just kind of like watched them roasting the coffee and I was like, huh, that's really interesting. And back then when I was in high school, I just, um, I thought, oh, well, you know, that's something cool that I should try doing one day. I wasn't thinking about it as like a job or anything like that. It was just kind of like this fleeting thought that I had that always stuck with me as something that I wanted to try. Mm -hmm. So I decided to just try coffee roasting just as a hobby. So we went ahead and bought a popcorn popper. That's how you uh, start roasting coffee on your own at home and set it up in our garage and just started doing it. (laughs) And I started making the coffee just for friends who came over and whatnot. And when I made it for them, they started asking me like, so can I buy it like this is really good like this is some of the best coffee I've yeah. ever had and then I was like okay sure I'll just try this as like a little side business still thinking we were going to go back to a technology company yeah. right um, so then it started getting to the point where people would text me like in the middle of the night like hey can you bring coffee to work tomorrow like my husband's almost oh my out gosh, <laughs> like people started getting yeah. really intense about it <laughs> <laughs> which was pretty cool and then I was like, okay, I'm going to turn this into a side business. Like, It's surpassed a hobby. Now it's a side business. So I was trying to come up with a name. I had two cats at home at the time. And anybody who owns cats knows that they tend to take over your house. And (laughs) I would say like, oh, we're in Kitty Town. So I used to call my house Kitty Town. So that's where the name came from. Kitty Town Coffee. So I didn't know if I actually wanted this to be my thing yet. And then we went on a trip to Cancun for a wedding. And we came back. And a week later, my first cat who um, she was a stray who just showed up at my doorstep while I was going through all of this crazy stuff in college, you know, she was like my blood pressure medicine in college, like she always uh, seemed to believe in me. But when I came back from this trip, she um, passed away very suddenly so when that happened that just really rocked me it was just like a wake-up call for me you know it was like okay this is a business (laughs) i need to make kitty town coffee into a real thing so that was in the summer of 2017 so i said okay i'm gonna get my llc and um it was a slow start (laughs) by december Of course, Christmas time, I had gotten the most orders that I had ever gotten, but looking back on it, I only sold 55 pounds in December. um, And 25 of those pounds went to my mom, which she used as Christmas presents Mm, for other people. Um, So (laughs) it was kind of a long shot at the time. But I said, Okay, well, 2018 is going to be the year that I quit my day job and I go full time with this. So it was totally crazy. But I went with it. So in January, after the holidays, I called up a couple of real estate brokers, and I found this uh, 5,000 square foot space in an old steel mill. And the guy still had to renovate it. It was like still concrete and dirt at the time. But I was like, okay, we're gonna do this. So that's how we decided that Kitty Town will become
0: <laughs> a real thing. Wow, so cool. And when you when you emailed us your story, you were talking about how A few of the episodes like really stood out to you and really helped so much for you to take the leap. And one of them, you were talking about the Mike Lewis episode when he talked about his book "When to Jump." Tell us what happened with that. Yeah.
1: So in the spring of 2018, I found your podcast. Um, I listened to your interview on the Being Boss. Oh, that's how you found it. Um, Yes. Yep. And I just resonated with your story, Um, you know, because of course, my parents are divorced too. So I just connected with what you had to say. So I started listening to your podcast. And um, I was, you know, trying to catch up on episodes. And um, one of them that I came across was the Mike Lewis episode. And so I went on his website, and he had this form that said, you know, like, basically connect with us, like, tell us about your jump, tell us about what you're doing. So... I decided to, okay, I'll give you my email address and tell you what's going on. Yeah. So I filled out the form. And then like a week later, I get an email from someone on his team. And they're like, hey, so we're going to be doing this event called Jump Club in Boston. Um, and we were wondering if you want to be a part of it, like as an attendee, or if you would want to be a part of it as like an event sponsor. And I was like, okay. That's, that's interesting. So, you know, at this point, I was somewhere in between, you know, the 55 pounds and where I am now. (laughs) So it wasn't too much better than where I was the previous December. But I was like, okay. I'm going to do it. I'll, I'll try it. I didn't really know like what kind of benefit it would be. And I didn't know how much it would cost me. And actually, I had just spoken to like the week before somebody who was telling me about um, this business model where they would do cold brew kegs. Um, and they would deliver it to different businesses mm-hmm. and do it for like events and stuff. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So I was like, I didn't know anything about cold brew. But when they emailed me back, Mike Lewis's team, I was like, and I can do cold brew. <laughs> yep, why not? I didn't know. Yep. I didn't know anything about like, it, but, but I was I'll like, figure it, out. it would be cool. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, so we. this was like in July when I started talking to them and the event was in September. So... Of course, I should have been learning about cold brew that whole time. But <laughs> I waited until, you know, two weeks before. Of course you did. And yeah. I still remember I ordered the stuff from like some site online and um, I got it. And I was like, I don't know how any of this works. And I was like totally panicking because I had this event coming up with Mike Lewis's team. And I was like, OK, I need to figure this out. So I found this homebrew beer store Mm -hmm. um, that was like an hour away and they were closing in like two hours. So I was like, okay, I took all of the stuff that I had bought online and I just like, Took it with me to the store, and I think I was like basically on the verge of tears oh. after like trying to play with this for so long, and I was like, "Please help me! What? I need this to work I, for an do event make cold next brew week." I, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and uh, thankfully, they took pity on me, so they showed me how it See, all. But worked. look at you being
0: resourceful! <laughs> you know, very resourceful. So you wound up going to yeah. that event, and I. Yeah. You served coffee for how many people?
1: It was 150 people. Yeah. And what was the response? Oh my gosh, everybody absolutely loved it. Wow. Especially the cold brew. It was really funny because, you know, people they didn't necessarily like announce that there would be coffee <laughs> uh before the event, so a bunch of people had already had their morning coffee yeah, by the time sure. the event started. Right. Um so people would come up and they'd be like, oh, okay, I'll try a little cup, you know, like just maybe a half cup or whatever. And then I give it to them. And then they'd walk away. And then like three cups later, they're there like shaking, (laughs) like, okay, I'll just take a little more. (laughs) So awesome, (laughs) yeah, it was a lot of fun. That's
0: pretty cool how you heard him on the episode and reached out and they're like, Hey, why don't you come to this? This is what I mean about getting in the flow and trusting those little whispers and those little hunches and you don't have some like script written out of what you're supposed to do every day. But if you just keep listening to that and you have the confidence to know that you're worth it, you will take that action and then things will start to fall into place. Um, you When you were writing us your story, you you sent in about something else that was so cool. You said that there was an afternoon where you guys went viral for a few hours. Explain what happened there. That's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so um, on our site, of course, you know, we were super small. This was... um shortly after the um, event in Boston, actually. And we had a page on our website that said, request a free sample. And, you know, our thought there was, okay, we're mostly selling to people in our community. So like, honestly, we would just drop them off in people's mailboxes and stuff. Like it was really no big deal. And I didn't think anything of it. And then I don't really know how, but somebody found this page on the internet and they reposted it onto this blog that's meant for helping people find free stuff on the wow, internet. Oh, what a
0: cool blog.
1: Um, I love that. That's great. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? So we have these extreme couponer type people just bombarding our site. Like, I didn't know anything of this happening, but all of a sudden... Like I start getting Facebook messages through my Kitty Town Coffee Facebook page and people would be like, hey, your site's down. I want a free sample. And I'd be like, okay, that's weird. And then I started getting phone calls and I'm like, okay, (laughs) this is really bizarre. Uh Like what's going on? There were over 20,000 people looking at my website. Are you at the time? You've
0: got to be joking. 20,000 people? (laughs) Yeah. What are you, walmart.com? Right? Like, this is insane. <laughs> yeah. So is, we had crazy.
1: <laughs> they were all trying to get onto my website to get this free coffee. And I was like, okay, this is going to bankrupt us. Like, I can't do this. Meaning can't but get, get free, free samples Im- to 20,000
0: people. That's what you mean,
1: right? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I was like, I can't afford to do this. Like, what do I do? But It's still important to us, you know. It was a value that I had, and so with the um, episode with Jordan Harbinger, the um, idea of like always be giving just kind of popped into my mind, and I was like, okay, how do I turn this into something positive? How do I change the narrative here? You know, Mm -hmm. how do I personalize this? So. I did take the form down because I just couldn't keep taking (laughs) more requests. But instead of, you know, what I wanted to do at the time, which was, you know, kind of yell at them and be like, I'm just a small business. right? I'm (laughs) going to go hide
0: hide under a rock. Yeah.
1: Yeah. um, I pulled out my phone, no makeup, just in my house. And I was just like, Hi. (laughs) I'm Zanetta. I am the person who will be making these samples for you. We are a very small business. We will do this. We will fulfill all of these, but it is going to take time. And I just like shared our story, you know. You basically about just cats. made a video,
0: you're saying? You, 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 used mm-hmm. a, you recorded a video on your phone and you posted it on your website?
1: Yep. So I replaced the form with just a video of my face talking to people got it, got it. about. Yeah, it was very hard for me to post it. But um, I did it anyway. And it the response was really cool. Like you saw like, the traffic was, you know, dwindling, of course. And then all of a sudden, I started getting emails. But instead of the old emails that I was getting, where people were like, you know, hey, I want something free. The new emails that were coming through were like, hey, like, I had a cat. She was really important to me. And I think it's really cool what you're doing. Take your time. I'd love to try your coffee and then I'll probably buy some, you know, Oh, because on that video, really...
0: you told the whole story about your cat passing away and how you were looking to have a job that was more meaningful. And she gave you that impulse to do that. Is that what you did? You told that whole heartfelt story. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Yeah. And you yeah. saw the power of that, right? That's really amazing. I did. Yeah. So people started to order. So was that a big push? Did you get a ton of orders from that?
1: I did yeah, it's um especially more nationally, so we have a couple of customers now who are in other states, it's which is pretty cool. cool, yeah, so it was it was quite an interesting thing we We got some interesting emails and really developed the community that way.
0: Do you feel like that idea of going live like that on a video and just doing it? do you feel like this podcast maybe gave you the courage to? even think to do something like that? Do you think it was related?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I I was thinking about that episode the whole time. Like, well, I was in crisis mode um, when I was trying to respond to yeah, all of these emails, all of these <laughs> phone okay. calls, all of these messages. And I was like, okay, that's the kind of business I want to be. I want to always be giving, you know, but... If I give too much of myself, if I, you know, don't put a stop to this, I won't have anything to give from either. So, and I could tell that the reason that people were trying to take advantage of us was because they, didn't know that there was a person behind this. So I knew that that's what I had to share. But I was thinking about that episode and your podcast the whole time, like, basically, what would Kathy do? (laughs) How, (laughs) How can I represent my brand in the way that I want to be represented?
0: Yeah, and you did. And I'm so proud of you for how you, you know, tolerated that discomfort, and then thought on your feet to just be a human being about it. And we forget that All we really have to do is connect to other people because the beauty is you're not being judged by a computer that's, you know, taking in everything you are and spitting out a a number like with zeros and, and, and ones that tells you what your score is. You're, you're relating always. Your customer is always a person. And so it's always about connection. It's always an emotional decision. So at the end of the day, what they choose to spend it on, it's emotional. It's the person. Which is why it's so important that you went ahead and did that. And the fact that you continue to to think about being generous and also being vulnerable and continuing to put those two things front and center, you will just continue to see yourself succeed. I promise you. So what's happened since? Give us a snapshot of where you are now with this business and where you see it growing in the next year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So as of November 30th of 2018, I did quit my day job. Um, So (laughs) it was in 2018, took most of the year, but I did it. And we are now servicing several coffee shops. And we are uh, working on getting into some grocery stores and mostly we have a business online. It's been a lot of word of mouth (laughs) through uh, things like our sample fiasco or miracle, depending on how you want to look at it. (laughs) And uh, yeah, over the next year, um, I think my big goal is to just try to get into some more grocery stores and stuff like that, to try to lengthen our reach so that um, more people can connect with us and just try to figure out how to grow but also keep that authenticity so I'm always trying to find ways to connect with people that can still be scalable so cool (laughs) so
0: isn't it so cool this is (laughs) this is your job now
1: you're making coffee it is it's really surreal I uh I'm really enjoying it right now and it's uh some days I'm just like how did I get to work on time before? (laughs) How did I get any of that stuff done before that wasn't filling me up? Because it's, it's just so much better now. It's amazing how many projects that I have going. I mean, it's way more than I used to have when I had the day job. And I'm working way more than I did back then. But You know, when you have the passion for it and you don't have that other thing that's kind of, you know, sucking up your time and your Mm -hmm. emotional energy, you're just able to do it more. So, yep, it's amazing.
0: I love that. And that's why I started doing this podcast, because I want everyone to have that feeling that you're having right now. And, you know, that little girl who used to feel really disconnected and isolated, look at you now. All you do is (laughs) connect with other people and not only give them something that you like making, but every time you're sending them that coffee, you're connecting them to you on a really personal level because this this brand is very much a part of your own personal story. It's not that you're just making a thing, right? It's like the whole thing came from a real sense of a lot of the things that make up who you are. So it's really amazing how you came full circle with that. Don't you see that?
1: Yeah, I think that experience really allowed me to help make other people feel very seen and feel very, um, heard, you know, because I know what it's like to not feel seen and to not feel heard. So I, I love that part of what I'm doing. I think that's my, my favorite part of being. I love
0: that. Yeah. Being (laughs) Being an entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah. Being your own person. It's really cool. So now let's kind of take this back to the listeners. What advice do you have now that you've been doing this for a while and successful enough that you were able to leave your job? What are the things that you would say, here's something that's going to come up mentally that you need to get over. And here's one thing um, that I would suggest that will help you with that.
1: A big thing for me, I had to learn how to trust myself, you know, because I have instincts and I think they're pretty good instincts, you know. But I think when you are working in a job that is very compliance oriented, you always have to appeal to authority, you know, you always have to try to find other people and ask for that permission. And for me, a big part of my journey was just learning that I have to trust that I know the answer, you know, so like when I was doing the technology company. And I, it just wasn't feeling right. It wasn't jiving with what I wanted and what I was doing. I had to realize that those feelings that I was having, were right, I had to listen to them, you know. So I think that that's um, just a function of teaching yourself to listen, and just trying to, you know, take small risks. So you know, just, whenever you have that little voice that says, like, maybe you should try doing this, just try it, you know, start small, and then take action. (laughs) Um, You know, as we were talking about before, uh, just Mm -hmm. if you take that action, I mean, I could have paid a 100 grand for an MBA to learn less than what I learned failing in that startup. You know,
0: great point. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Great <laughs> Taking point.
0: that yeah. step
1: just teaches you so, so much that is yes. so valuable. And the other thing that I really learned from that failure was, you know, I was afraid of failure because I, I made myself look silly. You know, I told all my friends what a great product it was. And I told them about how, you know, I would quit my day job to pursue that business. And then when I got to the other side of that, nobody made fun of me nobody said, Oh, well, you're so stupid. And maybe right. they were well, thinking it. Right. <laughs> but the thing that I had to think was, even if they were thinking it, what were they doing? Like they weren't pursuing their passion. They were just yep. sitting on the sideline watching me, you know? Right. So right. I think so who that, needs that... It?
0: who cares? Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> um, it's absolutely true. It's usually that people who've gone forward and done it they'd never make fun of you because they know exactly what it's like it's the people in the cheap seats who maybe have never actually even tried i think i heard rachel hollis i'm paraphrasing but she said something like that you know the people in the cheap seats all the way in the back they might say oh look what you did you know it's like but get it get in the ring dude like let me see you do it you know because anyone who's actually put skin in the game they're not making fun of you they're like cheering you on for every you know for every failure for every success because they totally get it so it doesn't matter what mm-hmm. those people who sit on the sidelines say because they never got off the bench they didn't have the strength it doesn't matter exactly so yeah. let's go now to the second thing the second thing you were you you were referring to is like and then you have to take action so as far mm-hmm. as action goes what would you say looking back was one of the key things that you would give someone advice focus on this when it comes to taking action this is one of the areas in my business where I think matters most
1: I think that anything where you can connect with people is so important. Like, so though, to me, that's two ways. So that's number one, you know, sending an email to Mike Lewis, right? Like, put yourself out there and, you know, reach out to these other people who have done these cool things, you know, and just introducing yourself, telling them about what you're doing and what you're all about, even if you're not going to be able to, you know, sell them something or, yeah. well, it's better if you don't have that mindset. <laughs> but, you know, just to try to connect with people who are of a similar mind. Yep. And then the other thing is connect with your customers, yes. you know, or potential customers. So a big thing that I did pretty early on was, you know, getting my website up. When I first put my website up, I had a form that had little boxes (sighs) that you would put like a number, like so, you know, you'd have like the different blends, and then you put like, I want one of those, and then you'd hit send, and then I would manually send you a square invoice for you to pay it.
0: (laughs) Oh my God, within 24 hours. Love it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) and it looked crappy. (laughs) It was so unprofessional. But people ordered anyway, you know, you just have to start and the more you can get in front of your customers, the more feedback you'll get, you know, so you learn like what some of the roadblocks are by getting it out there in front of them. So Just trying to get out in front of customers and in front of smart people, I think is just so critical for actually moving ahead.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now tell us about imposter syndrome and if you had any doubts early on, like who am I to do this and how you got over that?
1: So I'm 25. (laughs) Um, So I had a lot of imposter syndrome. Um, In fact, it was really funny, like the first time I went into a cafe and just tried to sell them. Um, I had called the cafe ahead of time and said, okay, can I come in and sell you some coffee? And I got the wife and she was like, yeah, sure. Like, we'll take some samples, whatever. And then when I got there, the wife wasn't there and it was her husband. Well, her husband was best friends with their coffee roaster. So he wasn't so into me doing that. right, right. <laughs> Trying to sell them coffee. <laughs> so he started asking me questions that I didn't know um, how to answer. And it was, that was just a huge blow to my ego. But what I realized after I took a step back, first of all, I was never going to sell him anyway. So, you know, that wasn't anything that I did wrong. Right, um, right. But I also realized that, like, I actually do know a lot about coffee, you know. Um, So I think that a big thing with imposter syndrome is just taking an inventory, a personal inventory, and saying, I am an expert. Like, I actually do know my stuff. And To give yourself some confidence, you can always do more studying and you can always read books and, you know, try to keep up with things. But just give yourself credit for the information that you have and for your own experiences, because it's a unique set of experiences from what anybody else has ever gone through. So I think that it's such a common thing. And I still remember when we did the tech business, we actually had a guy who wanted to invest in our business. And when I told him later that we were going into coffee, he he just looked at me and he said, kitty town coffee, like, you know, to try to like demean me like to try to make me feel like uh, what I was doing wasn't valuable. Yep. But I didn't let that stop me. I was just like, yep, that's right. This is 100 times more profitable, uh, infinitely, because I never sold a single unit of the other product, you know, this is infinitely more profitable, infinitely a better business. And if you can't see that, that's on you. And I was really happy because not too long ago, I had the opportunity, I saw him. And he said, we're still waiting for you to come back and do a, a tech business. And I looked him square in the face and I said, I don't think that's going to be happening. This is what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's a process <laughs> getting to that place where you can uh, actually say that to people. It's but... amazing.
0: I'm so impressed with you and the story and I love it. And I love how every single listener we've interviewed so far, so unique. I feel like we all have this belief that, You have to grow up and be miserable. And if you're not settling or working hard to the point where you're unhappy, you're not doing it right. I think that that message has been communicated so often that people don't understand that what you're doing right now is a possible model for a life. And so I'm so glad that you came and shared this story. And I have two last questions. One is, Zanetta, do you want to give the listeners a little extra Uh, incentive to go ahead and order coffee from you. You want to give them some kind of a promo code to try your coffee.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you can just go to kittytowncoffee.com, all one word, okay. and yep. you can check out. We have all kinds of information about uh, the different cats and what kind of blend you might like. So Cute. even if you're not a cat person, uh, there's some information about the coffee itself. And then at checkout, go ahead and use the coupon code Kathy15. So that's C A T H Y 1 5.
0: Cool. And you guys will get 15% off and get to support yeah. one of your fellow listeners who's doing amazing things with her life. Um, last question. What advice do you want to leave this audience with right now? What do you want to say to them so that you can help them get to do what you're doing, which is doing what they love every day? I
1: think, you know, as we were talking about, like, you have something that the world wants, and you just have to tell people about it. Mm. So I think that's I that. <laughs> as simply as I can say it.
0: <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, and you already just shared your website, Kittytown Coffee. Yep. KittyTownCoffee.com. Yep. Um, and you can you guys can follow her on Instagram as well. Um, you can look her up mm-hmm. there at Kitty Town Coffee, all one word. But Zanetta, thank you so much for being here. Please keep us posted. Uh, we'd love to hear what continues to happen for you. Uh, And I'm just so impressed with your perseverance and humanity and the gumption. And I love it. I love, love, love it. So thank you so much for sharing this and being here today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun. All right. How inspiring was that? You guys go support Zanetta and Coffee. Go to her website, KittyTownCoffee.com. And use that coupon code kathy15 and get some coffee and and give her some love and let her know you heard about her on the podcast. All right. Now we're going to celebrate some more of your wins. Marcy posted in our Facebook group and she said, I found the podcast and this group a month ago and have been so inspired. I'm so grateful for the motivating, kind people in this group. And this podcast has truly changed my life. I'm a full-time architect, but I've been growing my custom engraving business, Simply Yours by Marcy. I've been doing this for almost two years now and loving every second. I'm extremely excited to share that last Friday, I asked my bosses if I could go part-time so I could continue to grow my business. And they said, yes, a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders, and I'm so excited to have more time to make my dream a reality. It turns out that a lot can happen if you just have the guts to take the leap. Thank you all for the motivating content. I will surely continue to share my story to help encourage other people in the group as well. Marcy, I'm so excited for you. I love that you're growing the side hustle and building that runway and taking your full-time job down to a part-time job is really going to help you now to make more space to work on your life's work. Big, big step. Super proud of you. I have a feeling you're going to be able to quit that part-time job pretty soon, so please keep us posted. Guys, go check out her beautiful engraving work. Her Etsy shop is called Simply Yours by Marcy. All right, next win is from Julie. She also posted in our Facebook group. She said, to make sure I overcome the imposter syndrome, I literally wrote expert on my new business cards. I've been listening to the podcast since the beginning, and last fall, I quit my job to start my own business, La Mama Minimaliste, the minimalist mom in French. Fingers crossed that the response is really positive. I'm helping moms to declutter under their own roof, and I'm giving my first out of four conferences in February about family minimalism. Thanks, Kathy. Good luck to all of us. Julie, I love this. You know, Susie Moore said on the podcast the other day that the only difference between the experts and the non-experts is that the experts are the ones who say they're experts. So yes, you are totally qualified to call yourself an expert in whatever you're doing. It's so important, you guys, that you believe in yourself first because that's the key if you want other people to believe in you. And that is what's going to give you the confidence to go ahead and think that you can speak at a conference and to start going into people's homes and doing that that decluttering work. And then, of course, you're going to rise to the occasion and you're going to figure it out. You guys can go ahead and check out Julie's website at lamamanmini.com and maybe she can give you some decluttering tips. Okay, last win is from Melissa. She left this comment in our Facebook group. I booked my first mobile paint party. My first clients will be a group of nine homeschoolers next week and they're just as excited as I am. I would have never considered this market for my services until a woman stopped by my booth at an arts and crafts festival in November. I mentioned to her that I host mobile paint parties and she was ecstatic. If all goes well, there will be more students and more classes. As a twice flunked out architecture student, former youth Sunday school teacher, and a cog in the wheel of corporate America, this is truly a win. Oh, by the way, I'm turning in my notice in 49 more days, but who's counting? Kathy, thank you for this incredible platform. It's divine and powerful. Melissa, you are awesome. Thank you so much for sharing this. I love that you followed that little voice and said, why not host a paint party? And now you're doing it. I have no doubt that everyone's going to have an incredible time. And I'm sure there's going to be many more. If you were local to me in Los Angeles, I would love to have you come over and do a paint party for my kids. I think that's an incredible idea. I I think that there should be more and more of these like mobile classes for students and for gatherings. I think this is amazing. And we are going to be right along with you counting down those days until you hand in your notice. So keep us posted. Okay, now I want to give a shout out to our meetup group. So Lynn, all the way in New Zealand, emailed us and said, Our New Zealand meetup group had our first meeting last night via Skype with four members present. We were a bit nervous at first, but once we'd introduced ourselves and got talking about the plans and dreams we had, the time just flew by. Everyone found it difficult to name a favorite episode because there are so many fantastic, inspiring episodes of this podcast, but we all agreed that Andy J. Pizza really stood out. We decided to be each other's accountability partners and each set a goal to be completed by our next meeting, which is going to be in February. Thanks for introducing us to each other and keep up the inspiring work with your podcast. Lynn, I love hearing all of this. Thank you for sending this in. It is so cool. Guys, don't you want this kind of support and yummy people in your life giving you accountability? You can also join a meetup group no matter where you are in the world. There's a link in the show notes. You can sign up and get connected to amazing people who are like-minded, who are listening to the show, who wanna help be a support for you so that after every episode, whatever comes up, whatever you're thinking of, whatever brainstorming is there, you could amplify that by sharing that with people who are going to get it and are going to be there as a sounding board and to keep you excited and keep that momentum going. So go ahead to the show notes. You can sign up and we will help you find a meetup group in your area. Okay. So last time, There is a flash sale going on right now. If you want to come hang out with me March 14th and 15th for two incredible days with some amazing speakers who've been on this podcast, you're going to love this lineup. So many people who you love, so many incredible surprises are going to be here for you, but it's going to be two full days of masterclasses and inspiration and meditation and healing and workshops. It's $99. All you have to do is go to dreamtopiaworkshop.com and use the code FLASHSALE. It couldn't be better. That ticket is so valuable. For $99, bucks, you are going to have two full days. Plus, we have incredible people coming as sponsors. There's going to be some treats in the lobby. There's going to be some amazing stuff happening all day. You do not want to miss this event. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. You can follow me on Instagram at kathy.heller. Go ahead and do that because I'm gonna be doing some giveaways over the next few weeks. You can find me at kathy.heller on Instagram, kathy is with a C, and you can always DM me because I do read all of my my DMs on Instagram. Also, we have this amazing Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group where you can come and join us and you will see over 8,000 incredibly positive, supportive human beings. So come on over to the Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group and join us there. If you want to be interviewed for the show, if you've been listening to the show and something has been really coming as a result, please email us your story at hello at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com because we want to go through these stories and choose some of you to have on. All right, so make sure you subscribe and share the show with a friend. Leave a review if you haven't. It is so, so helpful. I hope you guys have a great weekend. I'll leave you with another song of mine and I will talk to you Monday.
2: Maybe I lost some battle. My cage got rattled, but now-